We are awesome dads, okay husbands, and terrible golfers. We dive into golf, fatherhood, and life. This is the Breakfast Balls Podcast. Nailed it! Welcome to episode 14 of the Breakfast Balls Podcast. I'm Chris Laporta with Mark Budden. We had guest host Nick Kiefer join us to interview the doctor of golf himself, Jeremy Smith. Mark, what was your biggest takeaway from our interview with Jeremy? Um, What out of shape fat people can do to (laughs) um, actually get better flexibility, um, mobility, mobility, yeah, stability. Stability, yeah. A lot of the abilities. The, the, the abilities. Yeah. They're not they're not strong. Yeah, so you know, for um someone who's fat like myself to what little things I can do to um actually get better at golf. It's 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 a change of pace. It's it's for me thinking outside the box rather than oh, change your grip here, do this there, move this foot there. You know, thinking about thinking about it a little differently and uh how to approach the game of golf a little differently from uh from a scientific point of view. Here is physical therapist, doctor of golf extraordinaire, Jeremy Smith. I'm a physical therapist in the Chicagoland area that specializes in treating golfers. Um, been practicing for nine years. I did my doctoral work at Washington University in St. Louis. There's a residency in orthopedics after that with evidence in motion for two years to get a board certified specialty in orthopedics. Um, golf has always been a passion of mine. I uh, started playing when I was 12. My grandfather gave me my first set of clubs. Uh, and that's kind of when it took off. And I remember uh, playing in the junior club championship in a small town of Clinton, Illinois. Um, it's a very small country club, uh, about 5,400 yards. You got to play nine holes twice in order to get 18 holes in, which is kind of funny. Um, but <laughs> I, I, there's a picture of me holding up a trophy. I got second place in the first year that I played. And I was wearing uh, jean shorts, so I was rocking some jorts with a nice. cut-off, cut like, Gus Macker three-on-three T-shirt. <laughs> that, that was my first. The Gus, the Gus yeah, Macker. That was my first uh, blood in the water for uh, I just got the thirst. And from then, it was, it was on. So I played in high school. Then I played Division three in college. And when I got to PT school, it was just something that I – 
really latched onto. And I struggled with the back pain actually myself throughout my whole college career. Cause I mean, in college you're grinding out, especially division three, you're just, you know, you're trying to get a good education, but at the same time, you're still trying to be competitive. So, um, four or five hours a day out at the range, out at the, out the putting green, playing, practicing, et cetera. My back was just wrecked. And when I got to PT school, I found out why. And, the, and it was honestly, it was the smallest thing. My left hip is um, what we call retroverted. So it lacks the amount of rotation that I need to actually turn into my follow through. So I was compensating and moving too much in my lower back, causing me to have pain. So when the instructor told me, the, the physical therapy instructor, not a golf instructor, told me to toe my foot out, my lead foot out, and then swing again, I told him he was crazy because your feet are supposed to be perpendicular to the target line. And he goes, just try it. So I did it, and I finished, no pain. Um, I got through the ball better, and I was like, it, can't, it cannot be that simple. And at that moment in time, I said, okay, this is what I'm meant to do. This is this is why I'm here. This is this is why I'm at this program, and um, it was it was kind of a light bulb moment. And it took a few years to finally get to this point, but now I'm running my own clinic that specializes in golfers, and um, it's pretty cool. That's, that's really probably, cool stuff. Jeremy. That's an awesome. That's awesome. That's probably way too long of an introduction. <laughs> no, that's great, man. We don't we don't have, we have no further questions. <laughs> Episode of, <laughs> episode so, Jeremy, did you do your undergrad at uh, WashU too? No, I did my undergrad at Augustana College in the Quad Cities. Oh God, I'm a throw. Hold on. Oh, you must be a Millican guy. <laughs> North Central. Oh, there you go. <laughs> oh God, I'm a throw. I'm a throw. Oh, okay. We're good now. I went to uh, I went to Beloit College in Wisconsin. Okay. So not in the CCIW, but a small D3 yeah, in the Midwest. North Central. Wow. What year? Yeah. Oh two. Or oh no. Oh six? When did I when did I when did I, when did I graduate? Oh six. Sorry, oh six. Okay. Did you play there? No. I played baseball okay. when I was there. Yeah. Oh. So Jeremy, I have a, I have some questions for you, man. So what are you what are you doing with Nick? Because Nick Nick was hyping you up, so he was he's been hyping you up for a long time. And I don't doubt the hype is real. But what are you doing or what are you finding with him that's, you know, kind of unique and helping him drive the ball farther that can translate to other golfers? So Nick came to me initially with just a history of his right hand um, being a problem. He, he had to have surgery uh, a couple of years ago, I believe. Um, and it started 28, yeah, 2018. So um, it started to be a problem again for him hitting the ball. So he came to me and he said, you know, this is what's going on. Can you help me? And I said, sure. So he came in and I took a look and I was like, it seems musculoskeletal. So the initial, you know, part I thought was just going to be, okay, let's just get this guy better so he can hit the ball a good deal in miles and then, and then he can go do his thing. What I come to find out is that he's got some other stuff going on too. Um, and, and he said to me after his hands started feeling better, like, you seem to know what you're doing. Like, are you willing to look at my full body and tell me what you think I could do? Um, I said, sure. So long story short, it, it's very much the same as a lot of other golfers that I see, uh, decreased thoracic rotation and decreased glute strength. 
Um, it's, it's very common in golfers. I'll break that down. Um, thoracic rotation is essentially your rib cage. So your quote unquote shoulder turn that they talk about on, on TV, um, is not actually your shoulders turning. It's actually your thoracic spine rotating over the pelvis. Yep. And the problem with a lot of amateur golfers and even some professionals, but the professionals have, have obviously tweaked it enough to be a professional, but a lot of amateur golfers don't access and don't have the thoracic mobility that they need in order to optimize their speed. Um, so there's, there's a lot of controversy around this and you'll probably, I'll probably get some hate around like, well, well what about X factor and, and, and some of these other, you know, key words. Uh, honestly, for me, it, it all comes down to physics. If you're going to limit the amount of potential energy that you have by limiting your rotation, then you're going to decrease the amount of kinetic energy that you can release into the ball. So optimize your rotation and that will optimize your speed and strength. So what we did is, is we dove in, we found out he's got some decreased thoracic mobility, both into his backswing and to his follow through. So the number one thing we worked on was thoracic mobility, um, both within hands-on approach, um, me mobilizing his different segments of his spine as well as his rib cage, and then following that up with exercises to increase mobility. And then we took a look at the lower body and, and for such a phenomenal athlete, he was lacking quite a bit of rotational strength in his hips, and which is surprising for a guy that threw the ball, you know, mid nineties, um, that he lacked some strength in his glutes, but he did. So we, we've been targeting that as well. Um, a lot of lateral band walks, a lot of clams, a lot of um, kind of golf specific. What's that? Clam, clam yeah, shells? I mean, clams, clams is the clam basic. Shells? Yeah, clam shells are the basic. Oh man, those yeah, are they fucking get brutal. And 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 the reason is is that that targets what's called the posterior gluteus medius, which is a muscle that really isn't hit during our everyday lives. So unless you specifically target yeah. that in the gym or during your workouts, you, you're losing a giant powerhouse of a rotational athlete. Whether that is golf, baseball, tennis, you you pick the rotational sport that you want to do. If you don't have a strong glute med. Um, you, you're going to be losing a ton of speed. So you won't hit that just doing squats or lunges. You can if you, um, but but the key is it's not so much um, strength because yes, it does get weak. But the reason that it gets weak is because it gets turned off. So if you don't have the proper neuromuscular junctions that are going to the muscle, so for every muscle, there's a certain number of of uh, call it pathways for the nerves to hit that muscle. And if you don't have the, the pathways connected right, then you're not going to fire that muscle appropriately. So clams are a good way to get you started to get that muscle firing. Once that muscle is firing properly, then you can strengthen it. So it's not so much that you need to strengthen it with squats and lunges, because eventually once you get it firing right, that muscle will fire during squats and lunges if you're doing them properly. So those can increase the strength of it, but you got to get it dialed down into the, um, the neuromuscular component first. Did that make sense? Okay. Yeah. No, no, no Jeremy, it made, it made uh, perfect sense. Even for a fat guy like myself. Um, 
<laughs> I hear it. I hear what you're saying. Mark, do you have, do you have thigh back uh, as well? Wait, thigh back? Is that when you like back boobs? Is that the same thing or no? Oh, okay. No, no, no. It's 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 when your thighs <laughs> directly go straight to your back. Oh no, so you have no ass. No, no, no so I don't worry about back. that. I got a big ass, great big ass. I I got okay. super bad thigh back. That means yeah. Jeremy, Jeremy trying to work on. Jeremy, I don't want to see like all of your trade secrets. Obviously, the clamshells is is huge. Is there like is there one exercise for an amateur golfer you would recommend that they're probably not doing right now? Yeah, so the um, honestly, the that's a really good question. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) Yeah, that was really good. The best thing that I I can tell you to do is um, rock out some of those clamshells and then take that same band and stand up. Keep it around your knees in the same position, so just above the kneecap, Uh and stand up. Grab your seven iron, six iron, whatever. Keep it around your knees. Get in golf posture. And when you're in that golf posture, that band is going to push in on your knees. Mm-hmm. Now, before you swing, resist against that. So push out slightly. Sure. That is going to activate your glutes. That will then increase your amount of rotation and increase the amount of firing in the glutes. And I can't guarantee that you'll get an extra 10 yards, but I would be surprised if you didn't hit it farther than your previous ball. I think our listeners will enjoy that, especially like a fat guy like myself. And being I mean, it's, it's simple, it's like, easy. Yeah. It, it's something you can do on the range. It, it's measurable. Um, you know, I could tell you all the exercises in the world, but that will give you something that's actually you can you can actually see the difference, especially if you got an orange box behind you or or one of those other competitors um, that can give you some data. Yeah, that's awesome. Pretty quickly, you'll see results. Results pretty quickly sure. from that, huh? Yeah. Interesting. Great. What uh? So what? So put that put what you just said into numbers for Nick. So, you know, Nick, whatever you were doing prior to seeing Jeremy, compared to what you're doing now, right? Because everyone's all about ball speed and fucking club head so, speed and how big so your it's dick crazy. Is. Basically, I mean, like. To be honest with you, like even now, like it, it, it's it's the most because people aren't competing right now, so people are just fast and you know trying to get yeah. as fast as they can, fastest ball speed, yada yada yada. Well, to be honest with you, me and Jeremy aren't hitting. We're not hitting right now because right now we're trying to strengthen the things that are most important um, to when I do start going after it. Yeah. Um, but basically, so I so I started working with a with a new golf coach as well, uh, Chris from the golf practice. And um, when I started seeing Jeremy, Chris isn't a speed guy. So uh, Chris is, is more of a make you hit the ball straighter, make you deliver the club better. Um, Jeremy obviously knows um, more about the body and how the body moves. So that's why I kind of had Jeremy um, a part of the team as well, because I think it's a good balance between a golf coach and basically a biomechanics guy. Because at the end of the day, Jeremy knows a little bit about the golf swing, but he's a genius when it comes to everything of how your body moves to create that club to go fast. So I started seeing him. We worked on a few things. Um, Jeremy really kept his mouth shut majority of the time until I actually started asking him, like, hey, like, what do you think about this or what do you think about that? And um, the biggest thing I think Jeremy was probably, like, being on the toes and and, kind of being on the balls of your feet. 
I think that was probably the biggest difference that we had. Yeah. Um, so Nick has a tendency to kind of go into that baseball posture where you're, where you're on yeah. your toe, um, ready to, you know, you're waiting yep. on the anticipation of what the ball is going to do, right? So you're in an athletic position, you're on the balls of your feet, et cetera. Well, here's the thing about golf. The ball isn't freaking moving, <laughs> right? It's just right. sitting there. It's right. waiting for you to contact it. So you don't need to be on the balls of your feet. You're the one creating the speed. So um, most of what I learned as far as center pressure comes from um, body track and Jake and, um, you know, the people that I've been around in the golf industry since 2012. Um, and for me, I just, I sat there and I kept looking at his toe and I kept looking at his toe and I'm like, why is he on his toes? And to me, I, I couldn't come in and I couldn't say you need to get off your toes because that's going to affect your swing because I'm not the swing guy. That's not my job. That's his swing coach. That's, yeah. you know, that's my job is to make his body function at an optimal level. So I came in and I said, Nick, why are you on your toe? And he goes, what do you mean? I go, well, you're on your toe on the backside. And he goes, okay, well, what should I be? So, well, the problem with being on your toe is then you're going to limit the amount of rotation because once you're on your toe, you're going to decrease the amount of glute firing you have, which is going to decrease the hip rotation that you get. So you get off of your toe. He goes, oh, okay. So then he swung and he, I think you hit like 215 ball speed and you turn around and you looked at, yeah, like you, you turn around and look at me and you go, I didn't like, even swing hard. It's crazy. And I hit 215. Yeah. And that's when you can see the, you can see the light bulb go off his head. Like, (laughs) okay, if I get my body moving, right. 225, 230 is not out of the realm here. So. Yeah, no. So I think, I think that was a big thing for us because we both looked at each other like, okay, I looked at him and it didn't look like he swung as hard as what he normally did, but the ball speed on, on the flight scopes at 215. I'm like, all right, we're onto something there. And from that point, we started kind of spitballing and, and, and kind of rolling it into something else. And, um, and, and, you know, we've just been working with that ever since. Yeah. So you're saying, you know, because Mark, Mark and I are both, we both played baseball our whole life. And um, I did too. You know, being in that position. Yeah. Yeah, and so being in that position, like, that's natural. So I've, I've been fighting that for a long time is, like, getting off the balls of my feet, being more balanced on the ground. But, like, you know, when you're, you know, when you're just out there, you kind of lose sight of that and you kind of just naturally fall back towards the balls oh, of your yeah. feet. And, like, Dude, trying, it's crazy. Like, trying to fight that baseball swing. Yeah, so, tough. well, I mean, that's why so, so like flat, right? I mean, I mean, take a swing in a yeah. running shoe compared to a golf shoe. Right. It's completely different because your your feet are in a different position. You don't have that that heel that's raised up a little bit compared to the toe box. In a running shoe, that's great. In a golf shoe, that's not. And they know that. That's why most golf shoes are completely flat. If not, you know, it, it's the same thing when it comes to, like, workout shoes or training shoes. You got, you know, the Metcons or the, the Reebok CrossFit shoes or whatever that are that are pretty much flat. And that's all to optimize yeah. the position of your ankle and your foot during the sport that you're going to play. That's why shoes are diversified into different sports. So it was crazy because when, 
So I'm kind of standing up right now, imagining it. But <clears throat> when Jeremy was like, you need to, you know, go more on your heels. And, and, and Jeremy didn't actually mean go more on my heels, but I was so far on my toes, just like almost in like the position to like kind of like walk in like from the outfield or like to catch a ground ball, mm-hmm. like how you're on your toes, like tippy toeing. Sure. That's how I was in my golf swing. Jeez. And it was very natural to me. Like I didn't even notice. Right. And for me to go more on the balls of my feet and more of the center of my feet felt like I was almost going to fall backwards. But it was like the craziest difference of rotation and effortless swinging. Like it was, it was like, it didn't, it didn't make any sense to me, but I'm like, okay, well, obviously something's working there because. I swung exactly the same speed. I think I was like 143 or something like that, which is normal for me to swing 143. But sometimes like I have to really jump on it and you could tell that I'm trying to swing that hard. But as soon as I kind of weight shifted backwards more, I could swing 143 with so much less effort. Like it was crazy. That's nice. That's, that's cool. Real cool. Yeah. Real crazy. Yeah, so Mark, yeah. off your toes tomorrow. You're the worst. I was saying, you're you're the going to see me on the first tee, like, digging my heels in. <laughs> yeah, still, you do that. I'm still going to shake that, the shit out of it, but you never you know. You might have to take a half a step closer to the ball. Because when you get off of your toes, All right, it I'm changes. Might, yeah. It's over. It's I'm a great point. It's too much. It changes. It, well, but it changes the <laughs> impact at, you know. It changes the face of impact. So, absolutely. If if you come off of those toes a little bit, you just might have to take an inch or two closer to the ball in order to get your arms at the right spot at impact. So, I always clarify it with that, and I'd also say that I'm not a golf instructor. I'm just a biomechanist and a, and a physical therapist. Um, it's just my humble opinion that the body works better in that position versus on his toes. Always. And the best time, to, the more. best time to practice right. new things is always on the talk to your swing coach when, when we're <laughs> when we're when we're gambling. Yeah. Well, let's gamble. So practice that I, I'm feeling good about it now. Real good. I need a psychologist. <laughs> I need Jeremy, and I need a swing coach all to join me on the course tomorrow. <laughs> hmm. and, and, and and it'll be fine. That's funny. I think. Yeah. I think the biggest thing that I'm excited for is Jeremy to actually get outside with me once all this stuff's over with to, to see some stuff outside. Cause, cause like realistically, like luckily he is still open cause it gives me somewhere to, to hit golf balls. But, um, do they open? Like, I'm a big, range? Most no, ranges aren't open, right? right? Just courses. Yeah. No, they're not. None of them. Yeah. <laughs> so I think a little bit changes outside too. Cause I feel more free. I can kind of, move a little bit more and for some reason for me i've always not liked hitting because you're scared you're gonna break something um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Golf which i get was not made that's for true <laughs> yes so you got me a little concerned about me about me swinging with my with my knee now no you can swing you just gotta be you just gotta be careful so you're you're in that you're what 10 and a half weeks out if i did the math um, I'm three months Not out. Quite. Three months. When was it started? Three months. I was right. uh, February 14th. So three months today. Three okay. months today. Then you're fine. Yeah. Yeah. I was past that. That was my Are you PT's running? biggest concern was like. 
Uh, I'm starting to yeah, run next week. So I did. I've been yeah, doing lateral, lateral, lateral stuff. stuff. I don't my... get super aggressive until 16 weeks with my patients. Um, 12 weeks. Yeah. 12 weeks is kind okay. of the mark where you can start to do things. Um, I wouldn't swing full driver until 16. So four months out, that's when you swing full. No, driver. I am not. Um, that but I mean, but ultimately, just think out. about it. I mean, granted, golf is not football. But when Adrian Peterson came back after eight months, <laughs> people were like, what the fuck? Are you serious? Like, ACLs are supposed to be nine months yeah. to a year. If, if, to going back to playing sports. Going back to doing regular activity, going up and down stairs, jogging, et cetera, three to four months. But going back to high level. I feel, I mean, I feel super strong, dude. Like, I, I mean, like. I was I was front squatting almost three hundred pounds last awesome. week. Like I feel really yeah. strong again. But it's the lateral. It's just that. It's just the the. Yeah. Well, it's the the way the way it was described to me is kind of like, you know, the body's still kind of accepting the new ACL. Like Did it's you still get building an autograph it up. Autograph or an allograph? Right. Like it's. Was he? Was uh, it cadaver? The dead, okay. The, the dead so, guy. Yeah. Cadaver. I got. He got a. He got a nineteen-year-old yeah. ACL. That, well, that was no, his so first here, one. Listen, that was listen his... to this story, I have, man. I have an inappropriate joke. Yeah, about yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I got a, I got a dead guy's patellar tendon yeah. graft, right? And so we, we went with the cadaver. Well, the first ligament he put in, he bent my leg and he heard a pop. It snapped. So he either put it in too tight or. I don't know what happened, or it yeah, wasn't as good it was, as he thought it was. It was, it was like a twenty-year-old. Maybe it's a bad ligament. Yeah, yeah. He thought it was just bad. He's like, it's never happened to me before. He was kind of embarrassed. Wait, um, did it snap on and the it operating sucked because, table? Like, I was you came out on the oh, on okay. the operating. Well, table. better then than <laughs> than so your just, first first better week than therapy. absolutely. <laughs> so he got it. He got he got a new graft and put it a, another one in. He actually said he felt better. He was probably just, I don't know if he was just telling me this now, but he's like, the second graph was, even though it was an older person, it was much stronger well, than the first one. I mean, they, they like can measure that. More full. So there's, there's a thing yeah. called a, like a, I think it's like yeah. a KT2000 or something. Sounds like it should be from Terminator, but they essentially, after they replace the ACL, they can measure how much tension it takes to, to put the, put the amount of pressure that it would to take to break it. And, and they can measure that force in newtons um yeah to, to see how well it, it holds um so that's probably why he liked it fucking because he probably he probably put it on there and he he tested the first one he's like that's not very good and then he pulled more and snap and he's like well it probably wasn't very good let's get another one <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's fucking wild it was my it was like i i mean obviously i didn't know what was going on because i was i was you know, knocked out completely. Seeping? <laughs> yeah. And uh, I went under the knife early in the morning and I woke up, it was like six o'clock at night. I was like, I thought I was supposed to be done at like one, man. Yeah. What's going on? Yeah, that'd be a little bit weird. Yeah. But yeah. Like I said, toe out that front foot, you'll be fine. Yeah. Yeah. Anything to help anyways. him. I mean, like, I, he's actually a better golfer when he, now that he's torn his ACL and he doesn't hit a driver every hole. Um, I don't know that he knows that yet, but he's actually a better golfer. <laughs> yeah, it's either going 320 straight 
Oh, hard left or hard right. Yeah. Power fit. Now you're hard fit. Yeah. I can't <laughs> wait to play golf with you guys. I'm so yeah, excited. Don't get me wrong. We like to have a really good time when we play golf. So, um, yeah, we're playing at 7.30 tomorrow, and we're going to have a lot of beers yeah. early. Yeah. Breakfast beers. Breakfast beers tomorrow. I'm more of a breakfast bourbon. She, and then we do, we yeah we don't judge okay we don't judge. breakfast <laughs> breakfast bourbon no we'll, we'll judge judge, I gotta judge, hit that bourbon I gotta hit that bourbon a little early to calm the nerves and then I'm fine I I think we'll take you up on with that if you want to do bourbon we'll do some bourbon with you we don't care just a quick just a quick poll nothing crazy yeah thanks everyone for joining us for this episode of the Breakfast Balls podcast. If you like what you heard and like learning from our mistakes, please subscribe. Also, if you're on Instagram, please follow us at breakfastballs.podcast. Panda! Listen! How you scammers? Black at six, panda, what you see? Panda, panda swole, panda, salad bar, candy. Man, I'm the macho like Randy. Nick reached out to Roger and said, hey, who's this Jeremy guy? And Roger told him, that's my PT. And then Nick reached out to me and said, hey, like, this is what's going on with my hand. Do you think you can help me? And I said, sure, come on in. Let's take a look. And from there, it just kind of snowballed into um, where we're at now. We're basically in love. (laughs) (laughs) We're basically lovers. Okay, you guys are on the wrong podcast. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, yeah. i thought this was the dad yeah. lovers podcast well no we, we uh, start that podcast later tonight we do the go we do the golf one first start, then we go into the it starts after midnight yeah, yeah. you gotta call 1-800 number for that one <laughs> i got like i got fucking index cards taped on my wall for what's coming in what's received in the works and do, what's do you know done. Do you know of this computer program called Excel? <laughs> yeah, dude, I'm, I'm not even going to try and do that. Fucking I'm not even going to try and do that. Index cards? All right. Fucking index cards. Right, Jesus, guy. Nick, here's, why you, here's, here's what you knew, hire me to do. All right? So send me all of your orders. Organize my business. Yes. And I'm not even going to do it. I'm going to give it to my wife. You, you pay her. <laughs> no, she's an Excel wizard. She would have that shit ironed out for you. This is when they're due. This is... You could pay her, you know. She'd have it done in yeah. no time. Pay. I need it. So I've been using I've been using PayPal invoices. That's it'll like the a, easiest. Let's take a fee, right? It do. Yeah, yeah, it does. But so, but at least I can kind of keep track of everything. But yeah, I don't know. I mean, I got thirteen putters in yesterday. Yeah, have you tried one quick, dude? Have you tried QuickBooks? QuickBooks no. can do that too. Yeah. No fees. Yeah, you need yeah, we need to get you off those fees. Yeah, bro, I've never done anything. I hate golf balls for God's sake. Well, we're trying to we're this we're trying to help you. I know. Let's do it. Yeah, Chris and I are trying to help you from Georgia. That's all. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh wait. Wait, you went to North Central yeah. College? Dude, I had my first um, – uh, God, I just had a brain fart. Um, in travel ball, um, I had my first – Elevator? <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> no, bro. Good, Fucking, good story. Uh, cycle. Story. Oh, yeah, <laughs> I had my first cycle at North Central, and I actually knocked myself out because I ran into the wooden fence when I was playing yeah, right they, field. They, that's not smart, but they still have the wooden fence to this day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, that was cool. Cool story. Great Boom. story. <laughs> Try that again, Nick, so I don't have to do so much editing. <laughs> just, just cut it out. <laughs> Cut that fucking part out. That was stupid. <laughs> <laughs> oh.